Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Ever heard someone say this? I don't want to have kids. If you're the one who said it, I bet you've also heard some of these before too. You know, you'll grow out of it. You just need to meet the right person. It's not the right time, but you definitely will. I've heard a lot of rhetoric around, you know, if you don't, you'll regret it. For some women, there's no mind-changing required. They've simply made a choice to not have children. So why are we so reluctant to just accept that and move on? Today, we're looking at the movement to be child-free by choice, the struggle the wider community has in believing those who decide to go down that path, and what has led to them breaking free from the expectations that have been placed upon them. I never planned to have children. It was never something that I saw as part of necessarily my future. I've been around a lot of children my entire life, but never necessarily felt the need to have my own. And so I was always of the view, you know, maybe, and, you know, it's completely within my right, I might change my mind one day. But for me, it was never necessarily a conscious decision to say, okay, this specifically happened and therefore I'm shutting the door on that forever. It was very much a, no, didn't see this part of my future. And at 38 years old, it's still not part of my future at all. It kind of was never something that I really decided on. It just evolved. People would say to me, oh, you know, do you want kids? And it was kind of like, nah, I'm not maternal or anything like that. And then I just got older and older and it never came around that I actually wanted them. I have plenty of friends that have them and enjoy theirs, but I've never, ever really felt that motherly love and wanted one full time, if that sounds weird. I just don't ever think that I wanted to give myself 24-7 to something. I guess I'm a little bit selfish and have my own time, and I think it would make me a little bit crazy. That's Dion and Shana, two women who are part of a movement that's been gaining momentum for some decades, child-free by choice. For an increasing number of women in Australia, and in fact in most developing countries across the world, not having children is now becoming the norm. Estimates from the Australian Bureau of Statistics data showed that back in the early 2000s, 24% of Australian women in their reproductive years would never have children. And in the next 10 years or so, the number of Australian couples without children will start to outnumber those who do. But the trend has been gaining momentum for many decades now, ever since women were able to have more control over their bodies with the invention of safe and easily accessible birth control in the 1960s. That freedom has allowed women to focus on other areas of their lives. And in 2021, the structures in which women find themselves with inflexible workplaces, the onus on women to take on more of the caring roles in domestic work, as well as expensive daycare fees, it makes it easier for many to make the choice to not be a mum to a human child. Dion says she's heard all the responses when people find out that she hasn't had children yet. A lot of what I've heard growing up has been, you know, you'll grow out of it, you just need to meet the right person, it's not the right time, but you definitely will. 
I've heard a lot of rhetoric around, you know, if you don't, you regret it. And if I think about each of those things, you know, you'll grow up and you'll change your mind. Haven't to date, but that is still a possibility. If I think about the fear of missing out, I don't necessarily think that's a thing for me. I think I had the odd moment where I'm like, no, shall I, shouldn't I? But it's never really kicked in for me. I've got friends who it's their primary goal in life and they're amazing mothers and they're really good at it. And I've had other friends who, you know, have done IVF and they've really struggled to get pregnant and really wanted it and really sort of desired that as a part of their life. I've never felt that my life was made by having a child or bringing a child into the world. I've never felt that the whole reason I've been brought on this earth is to have a child or anything like that. It's never been one of those big sort of things for me. For Shana, now that she's in her 40s, the questions about her lack of children have changed. Now being older, they probably more go down the line of, oh, why don't you have kids? Is there some sort of problem? And they just assume that there was some sort of problem with either me or my husband or anyone in the past. But it was probably more family that stopped asking the questions first up. You know, they would ask in my 20s. And then by the time I was about 25 to 30, nobody asked anymore. It was kind of like, oh, we've always asked her. It's never come around. And she's just not going to get there. But while being child-free by choice does come with questions and some judgments, for Shana, it even affected her medical treatment. Growing up, my period was nine to five, Monday to Friday. I never had an issue, never had any of the pain anyone ever talked about, never had these horrible periods, nothing like that. It was clockwork. And then one month it just came along and it was horrendous to the point where I was losing a lot of blood and ended up in hospital from losing too much blood and passing out at home. And my husband was picking me up off the floor and then in hospital they did test after test and wasn't really sure what was going on. I had one medical procedure of an ablation. It didn't fix it. It just came along even heavier to the point where I became anemic. And then it came to the point where they tried everything and the last resort in their eyes was I had to have a hysterectomy, which actually surprised me their reaction more than mine. The hesitation was that I had no kids. I think if I'd already had some kids or a kid, then I don't think they would have had any thoughts about it. It would have just gone straight ahead there and then. But the doctors even came in and they wanted me to discuss it over with my husband and I was already okay with it and just book me in, I'm ready to go, just stop what's going on. To the point where the doctors were talking about freezing eggs because I was, in their eyes, quite young. So yeah, there was a couple of consultations with doctors to decide that this was actually okay. When I was perfectly fine with it, my husband and I had already discussed it. And it was quite funny because I was more in a hurry to get it done because I had to be in Paris in two weeks' time. So what's the knock-on effect of more of us choosing not to have kids? According to the ABS, this does have some real-world implications. The ramifications of less children means that in the future, there'll be more older Aussies with no children to take care of them. That means they'll have to rely more on formal care, either government or privately funded. The Australian government also needs our population to increase for the sake of the economy. You need a certain number of working-aged people in the population to keep the whole place running. For us, it's seen a requirement for immigration to fill the gap, with fertility in Australia being below what is referred to as replacement level or the level at which new children are replacing older Australians who pass away since 1976. So how are we supposed to feel if we choose child-free when the weight of the future of the country is being placed squarely on our shoulders? Feminist psychotherapist Dr Zoe Krupka says the pressure to have children is essentially holding us to ransom. 
Well, I think one of the things that's really important in this discussion and also for alleviating guilt is to be able to understand that those kind of conversations are on a continuum with reproductive coercion. So it's a kind of almost gaslighting, I suppose. So you're supposed to feel guilty. That's what's supposed to happen on the other end. And you're supposed to do what you're told. And I think when we can understand that, it helps a little bit to step back and go, this is way out of line. Why is it, as a collective society, we find it so hard to fathom that some women legitimately don't want to have children? Well, I think there's a kind of a false meshing, I suppose, with the idea of being a mother and the idea of being a woman. I think cis men can be a man and a father. These are two separate kind of ways of being or identities in the world. But for traditional ideas about women, motherhood is part of being a real woman. So I think when women step out of that and say, I'm not sure that choice is for me, there's a knock-on identity crisis for everyone. The women we spoke to, Zoe, said that they didn't feel that pull or that desire to have a child. How do you explain to someone who assumes that if you're a normal woman, you'll want to have a child? Well, I think, first of all, if anybody's saying that to you, that conversation is really unacceptable. I think it's really all right to be curious about people's choices. You know, how are you feeling about having children? What are you thinking about that? That's a respectful conversation. But that kind of challenge that starts with a kind of what's wrong with you, I think that's a conversation none of us really need to be choosing to have. But in terms of understanding it, it really hasn't been that long that we've been having these conversations. I'm in my middle 50s now. It's really just been my generation of women who were lucky enough to have more reproductive choices than their mothers. You know, my mother's generation, you could barely begin the conversation of I'd like to stop at two. A lot of women who choose to be child-free have a lot of different reasons for coming to that decision. But do you think that the impact of something like social media, for example, on the idea of what motherhood is might be having an impact now? I think that's clear from the research. And I think when you talk about social media, it's not just that you're supposed to emerge three days after your baby was born in the genes that your mother bought you when you were 12. You know, it's not just that. I think it's the idea that you're it in terms of your child's mental health. All the blame comes to you in terms of what's happening with your children. And we understand so much more about the impact of parents than we used to. All the standards around what is okay and not okay to do in pregnancy that are much, much higher than they even were 25 years ago. You know, and I think a lot of women look at that and think, I think that's too hard. I don't think I can do that. I'm not sure I can push back against that because the tide of judgment on social media, within families, in workplaces is enormous. Now, I know we've touched on this already, the 
difference in how men versus women are viewed when it comes to being child-free by choice. Like, for example, you look at someone like Ricky Gervais who's made it very public that he's child-free by choice and he's now considered, you know, an environmental warrior for making such a brave choice. But then you see someone like our former Prime Minister Julia Gillard who steps, and I don't know if she's child-free by choice or not, but she steps in to her role as the most powerful person in the country but she doesn't have children. All of a sudden she's this barren, dried-up, old, nasty thing. Why can we not put the same ideals on men as we do on women when it comes to having children or choosing not to? Well, I think really parenting is the crux of where gender inequality and social exclusion, like you really just need to look there if you want to look at, you know, how far have we come or how far have we not come? There are still tropes about men who don't want to be parents, you know, that they're not grown up, that they're Peter Pan's, that they have fear of commitment. But like you say, with someone like Ricky Gervais, where he's able to say, I have a reason for this, you know, it's not just fear of commitment or fear of being a father, then he can be lauded. But I think when cis women say that, that I don't want to be a mother, we come back to that idea of unnatural, broken, uncaring, alien, really, you know, who are you? Because so much of being a traditional woman is meant to be about caring for other people. Even these mythical children that you're supposed to be having, part of the argument around having them is that they might take care of you. And I think we know perfectly well that lots of people's children never take care of them. But we go back to this kind of really arcane and misogynist view of women when you look at mothering and the choice about whether or not to be a mother. Do you think that's changing? It's starting to become more of a norm that women are choosing to not have children. Do you think our cultural shift is coming? Well, it is changing. I think any time you have more reproductive choice, people take it. You know, that's what's happening now. And we're having this conversation. I mean, I've had this conversation so many times, you know, in my practice with people like you who are looking into it on a wider social level And that can only mean that things are moving. You know, we didn't used to be able to have this conversation. We didn't used to be able to think about having this conversation. So I think that absolutely bodes well. And I would say that it doesn't just bode well for women. It also bodes well for children because, you know, anyone who works in my profession knows that there are lots of difficult experiences that children can have, but being unwanted is one of the most terrible. So I think it is absolutely a noble and selfless choice. And I think we're starting to be able to say that, but it's new ground. There are many reasons why women are choosing to be child-free by choice. Some financial, some environmental, some due to trauma, some for career goals, or just because they don't want to. But for those who say women like Dion and Shana will regret their decisions one day, that day isn't today and probably won't be tomorrow either. If I look back at my life, I've done some amazing things. You know, I've travelled the world. I've got a great career. Those things fulfil me. I'm happy. I don't have any regrets. I'm 
42 years of age and I don't once have a regret of not having any kids. I'm happy with my husband and my fur kids, as we call them. And yeah, I do enjoy life and no regrets at all. That's the quickie for today. If there's a news story you'd like to hear about in a bit more detail, shoot us an email, thequickie at mamamia.com.au or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. This episode was produced by Siobhan Moran-McFarlane and myself, Claire Murphy, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.